Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's Game Night Cage Fight! And in this corner... Two games enter, and one game leaves. Who wins, you decide. Vote on this week's Cage Fight by going to Twitter at Board Games Daily. Or call in 216-352-3864. Hey there, everybody. This is AJ Skifstad, and you are listening to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. I hope you all had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, remembering those who served and died for this country so we could be free. Um, Also enjoying family and friends, too. Uh, I know Rachel and I had a great time with our family. Uh, We went to the parade in the morning and um, did some swimming, had some barbecue. Uh, And then I had some people come over to play games last night. Um, But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do our little game night cage fight for this week. We're going to do some retro games. Games that you have not touched probably in years. And um, so if you're a little bit newer to gaming, this might not mean a lot to you, but I would check out these two games either way. If you're newer to gaming, uh, find out a little bit of the grassroots of where some of these awesome card games have come from. Uh, The two games that we are pitting against each other this week are Star Wars CCG, uh, that's customizable card game or collectible card game, um, depending on who you ask. Uh, And then there is the Star Trek CCG. And so these two games uh, both play very differently. Um, So they are both head-to-head games, although we have found ways to play multiplayer Star Trek, which was kind of cool. But honestly, when I was growing up, I was a collector of Star the Star Wars CCG. I had no interest in Star Trek whatsoever. Um, Star Wars is just a phenomenal universe. I love it. I wanted to play the game, but you know, I, w- I didn't have the patience for it as a kid, and I certainly wasn't going to sit down and read the rules. Although I did play things like Magic, and I played I played a really um, bad Christian uh, CCG called Redemption. So, anyways, with that being said, I've never actually played the Star Wars uh, CCG. However, later in my uh, gaming uh, life, I started to pick up Star Trek, the CCG. I do enjoy Star Trek. I don't enjoy the universe nearly as much as I enjoy Star Wars, but I have played Star Trek and I enjoy it a lot. I have a lot of Star Trek cards. Um, I think it's a really cool game. Um, Basically, what you're doing in that game is you are going on missions and you complete missions for victory points. Um, And as the opponent, you're making the missions really hard. You're seeding those missions with bad cards. Um, And you'll be doing that for the other player, too. You'll be seeding their mission with some bad cards. And they're going to load up crew on ships and try and complete these missions by having the right crew on the ship. Um, In any case, I've played this game a handful of times and I really enjoy it. 
Um, so for me, the winner of this cage fight is going to be Star Trek CCG only because I've actually played it, not because I like the theme better, which is not always the case. Sometimes games went out just because I like the theme better. For instance, Clank in Space, I believe, is a way better game than Clank the Original, but I'd rather play Clank, Clank the Original because I like the theme. In this case, it's different. I'd rather play Star Trek because I know how to play it. I've enjoyed it. And I do enjoy the Star Trek theme, even though I enjoy Star Wars more. Who wins out for you, Star Trek CCG or Star Wars CCG? If you've never heard of these games, you need to check them out. This is the grassroots of gaming for you and for me. That's it for now. Check you later. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you today with a little bit of a different twist on a news story. We don't often talk about uh, politics and tariffs and things like that. But um, right now, the uh, United States is kind of in negotiations with China to talk about fair prices and trade. And um, they're, you know, basically the negotiations have fallen through at this point. And so uh, now they're talking about increasing tariffs on things. And one of the things listed was board games. And a great deal of board games are printed overseas in China because of the price, the price is so low. And so now if they're going to add additional tariffs, those are going to be passed on to us, the consumers, whereas it was very relatively cheap for publishers to print over there. It's going to be more expensive now. And somebody has to eat that. It's not going to be them. So at least temporarily, this could mean an increase in the price of games. And the price of games is already creeping up. The MSRP on just bog standard things now with just some cardboard and uh, chits and not even miniatures is ridiculous and so high. And if it can get even higher, I mean, the truth is they almost never go down, right? It's not like if this happens and then later on, um, you know, we have negotiations that, that go through and, and the price of things lowers. It's not like the price of a game is suddenly going to go, oh, well, our MSRP went down. That, that just ne- almost never happens. So this isn't great news, especially for small independent publishers. If you're having to raise your price now and people are like, oh, why would I buy that now? It's so expensive. Even though it's through no fault of their own, they have to produce it somewhere. And the cheapest place has been China. But that may not be true anymore, or at least may not be as cheap. So anyway, interesting to follow this. It could mean higher prices on games. We will see. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. All right, AJ here, going to add to the conversation on the tariffs on board games. Uh, it's interesting because uh, there's been a lot of talk on the Thunderstone Quest Kickstarter page about these tariffs and about if this is going to raise the price of our rewards. Well, number one, we're already locked into the price on our rewards. Pledge managers closed. We've all been charged. Number two, the games have all shipped out and they are out of China at this point. And so for the for Thunderstone Quest, it's a sealed deal. Now, I'm also a backer of another AEG game called Edge of Darkness, and that may not be such a sealed deal. I don't know what the tariff is on exactly, if it's on the exporting of the goods or if it's just on the creation of the goods itself. I, I don't know if it's if it's when they when they come over, if it's more of the shipping to, to get it into the States. Um, in any case... I'm wondering, you know, if they're going to... The pledge manager has closed for Edge of Darkness 2. Accounts have been charged. 
but I don't know. I wonder because this game has is gotten backed up. It was supposed to be released in June, and um, and now it's going to be like late August. And so I wonder. It's not here in the U.S. yet, which means it can still be taxed or it can still have charges put on it. So I don't know. It's kind of scary. But on the other end of the spectrum, and, and this is still, it's not a great thing. I get what Scott was saying about prices are going to increase. And if they do, they are probably not going to come out, come down. Um, I love that there are so many creative minds out there that are creating games, but I hate that the market is oversaturated with a lot of crummy stuff right now. Now, this is just an opinion of my own. I feel like so many game makers, even the independent, the independent ones and the big ones are just making games to make games. And it's, it's saturating the market. They aren't good games. And and it's, it's people are spending their money and then they're just trading these games away and can't trade them because they're just not good. And so, you know, that's on them to do a little more research and find out what's a good game before they buy it. But still, the fact remains that the market is vast right now. Higher prices on game creation, higher prices or or the tariffs uh, put on China and, and games coming in and being made from there could help weed out some of those bad games. Now, I don't know that that's a great thing, but it's an okay thing. But again, I don't want to be paying a hundred bucks for a game that should be 40 bucks. I'm already paying a hundred bucks for a game that should be 80 bucks. And I just think, you know, right now, almost any game that comes out that includes miniatures is at about a hundred bucks. I don't need to be paying 120 or 140 bucks for those games. And I probably won't. And it's the same thing with these smaller games that are going to be up too. I just don't need it. And, you know, so there's a little bit of a give and take. There's a little bit of a bright side that only the good games will come through, maybe. But on the bad side, we as the consumers are going to be eating that uh, extra extra money, you know, paying it out. So, I don't know. Kind of some interesting thoughts, things to think about. That's my take on the tariffs for now. Uh, we want to hear what you think, so you can always chime in. Check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. You can uh, you can uh, send us a little message on Twitter, or you can always call in to the show and drop a line, and we'll take a listen and probably get you published. So that's it for now. Check you later. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyOfGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.